Book Twelve of the Mahabharat, the Epic of Ancient India, condensed into English verse by Ramesh Dutt. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Read by Om Wantutri. Book Twelve, A Swamid, Sacrifice of the Horse. The real epic ends with the war and the funerals of the deceased warriors. Much of what follows in the original Sanskrit poem is either episodical or comparatively recent interpolation. The great and venerable warrior Vishma, still lying on his deathbed, discourses for the instruction of the newly crowned Yudhishthir on various subjects like the duties of kings, the duties of the four castes, and the four stages of life. He repeats the discourses of other saints, of Vrigu and Varadwaj, of Manu and Brihaspati, of Bias and Sug, of Yajnabalka and Janak, of Narad and Narayan. He explains Sankhya philosophy and Yoga philosophy, and lays down the laws of marriage, the laws of succession, the rules of gifts, and the rules of funeral rites. He preaches the cult of Krishna, and narrates endless legions, tales, traditions, and myths about sages and saints, gods and mortal kings. All this is told in two books, containing about 22,000 couplets, and forming nearly one-fourth of the entire Sanskrit epic. The reason of adding all this episodical and comparatively recent matter to the ancient epic is not far to seek. The epic became more popular with the nation at large than dry codes of law and philosophy, and generations of Brahmanical writers labored therefore to insert in the epic itself their rules of caste and moral conduct, their laws and philosophy. There is no more venerable character in the epic than Vishma and these rules and laws have therefore been supposed to come from his lips on the solemn occasion of his death. As a storehouse of Hindu laws and traditions and moral rules, these episodes are invaluable, but they form no part of the real epic. They are not a portion of the leading story of the epic, and we pass them by. Vishma dies and is cremated, but the endless exposition of laws, legends, and moral rules is not yet over. Krishna himself takes up the task in a new book, and as he has done once before in the Bhagavad Gita, he now once more explains to Arjun in the Anu Gita the great truths about soul and emancipation, creation and the will of life, true knowledge and rites and penance. The adventures of the sees Uttanka, whom Krishna meets, then take up a good many pages. All this forms no part of the real epic, and we pass it by. Yudhishthir has, in the meantime, been crowned king of the Kurus at Hastinapur, and a posthumous child of Avimanyu is named Parikshit, and is destined to succeed to the throne of the Kurus. But Yudhishthir's mind is still troubled with the thoughts of the carnage of the war, of which he considers himself guilty, and the great Saint Vyas advises the performance of the Asomid, or the sacrifice of the horse, for the expiation of the sin. The sacrifice of the horse was an ancient Hindu custom practiced by kings exercising suzerain powers over surrounding kings. A horse was let free and was allowed to wander from place to place accompanied by the king's guard. If any neighboring king ventured to detain the animal, it was a signal for war. If no king ventured to restrain the wanderer, it was considered a tacit mark of submission to the owner of the animal and when the horse returned from its peregrinations, it was sacrificed with great pomp and splendor at a feast to which all neighboring kings were invited. 
Yudhishthira allowed the sacrificial horse to wander at will, and Arjun accompanied it. Wherever the horse was stopped, Arjun fought and conquered, and thus proclaimed the supremacy of Yudhishthira over all neighboring potentates. After various wars and adventures in various regions, Arjun at last returned victorious with the steed to Hastinapur, and the sacrifice commenced. The description of the sacrifice is somewhat artificial, and concerns itself with rites and ceremonious details, and gifts to Brahmins, and altogether bears unmistakable evidence of the interpolating hand of later priestly writers. Nevertheless, we cannot exclude from this translation of the leading incidents of the epic, the last great and crowning act of Vidhisthir, now anointed monarch of Kuru land. The portion translated in this book forms sections 85 and parts of sections 87 and 89 of book 14 of the original text. 1. The Gathering Victor of a hundred battles, Arjun Bantha's homeward way, Falling steel, the sacred charger, free to wander as it may. Strolling minstrels to Yudhisthir, spake of the returning steed, Spake of Arjun, wending homeward with the victor's crown of mead. And they sang of Arjun's triumphs in Gandhar's distant vale, On the banks of Brahmaputra and in Sindhu's rocky dale. Twelfth day came of Mark's bright moon, and auspicious was the star. Nigher came the victor Arjun, from his conquests near and far. Good Yudhisthir called his brothers, faithful twins and Vima true, spake to them in gentle accents, and his words were grave and few. Vima, now returneth Arjun, with the steed from many a fray, so they tell me, noble brother, who have met him on the way. And the time of Asomeda, day by day is drawing nigh, Mark's full moon is approaching, and the winter passeth by. Let the Brahmans versed in Vedas choose the sacrificial site, for the feast of many nations and performance of the rite. Vima heart of Arjun's coming, hero with the curly hair, and to the Yudhishthir's mandate did it let some heart repair. Brahmans versed in sacrifices, cunning architects of fame, builders of each various altar with the son of Pritha came. And upon a level greensward, measured forth the sacred site, laid it out with halls and pathways for the sacrificial rite. Mansions graced with gem and jewel, round the bright arena shone, palaces of golden luster glinted in the morning sun. Gilt and blazoned with devices, lofty columns stood around, graceful arches, gold surmounted, spanned the consecrated ground. Gay pavilions rose in beauty round the sacrificial site, for the queens of crowned monarchs wending to the holy rite. Humbler dwellings rose for Brahmins, priests of learning and of fame, come to view Yudhisthira's Aikya and to bless Yudhisthira's name. Messengers with kindly greetings went to monarchs far renowned, asked them to Astina's city, to the consecrated ground. And to please the great Yudhisthira, came each king and chieftain bold, with their slaves and dark-eyed damsels, arms and horses, gems and gold, came and found a royal welcome, in pavilions rich and high, and the sea-like voice of nations smote the echoing vault of sky. With his greetings, dotted his tear, for his chief and king of man, cooling drinks and sumptuous vines, beds of regal pride ordained. 
stables filled with corn and barley, and with milk and lassius cane. Greet the monarch's warlike taskers, and the steeds with flowing mane. Moonies from their hermitages to the sacred Yagya came, rishis from the grove and forest, uttering Brahma's holy name. Famed acharyas, versed in Vedas, to the city held their way, brahmacharis with cross girdle, chanting Rik or summon lay. Welcomed Kuru's pious monarch, saint and sage and man of grace, and with gentle condescension showed its priest his fitting place. Skilled mechanics, cunning artists, raised the structures for the riot, and with every needful object graced the sacrificial scythe. Every duty thus completed, joyfully disturbs mind, and he blessed his faithful brothers with an elder's blessings kind. 2. The Feasting Many nations are assembled, hymns are sung by saint and sage, and in learned disputations keen disputants oft engage. And the concourse of the monarchs view the splendor of the right, like the glorious Kayabinra is the sacrificial side. Bright festoons and flaming streamers over the golden arches hung, groups of men and gay-dressed women form a bright and joyous throng. Jars of coal and sparkling waters, vessels rich with gold inlaid, costly cups and golden vases, Kuru's wealth and pride displayed. Sacrificial stakes of timber, with their golden fastenings graced, consecrated by the mantra, are in sumptuous order placed. Countless creatures of the wide earth, fishes from the lake and flood, buffaloes and bulls from pasture, beasts of prey from jungle wood. Birds and every egg-born creature, insects that from moisture spring, denizens of cave and mountain, for the sacrifice they bring. Noble chiefs and mighty monarchs gaze in wonder on the side, filled with every living object, corn and cattle for the ride. Card and cake and sweet confection are for feasting Brahmans spread, and the hundred thousand people are with sumptuous viands fed. With the accents of the rain cloud, drum and trumpet raise their voice, speak it is tears noble bounty, bid the sons of man rejoice. Day by day the holy Yagya grows in splendor and in joy, rise in hillocks, feeds all comers, maiden matron, man and boy. Lakes of curd and lakes of butter speak it is tears bounteous feast, nations of the Jambudipa share it greatest and the least. For a hundred diverse races, from a hundred regions came, eight of good it is tears bounty, bless the good it is tears name. And a thousand proud attendants, gay with earrings, garland graced, carried food unto the feeders, and the sweet confections placed. Vyan's feet for crowned monarchs were unto Brahmans given, drinks of rich and cooling fragrance, like the nectar drink of heaven. 3. Sacrifice of Animals Victor of a hundred battles, Arjun came with conquering steed. Vyas, herald of the Vedas, bade the holy rite proceed. For the day is come, Minister, let the sacrifice be done. Let the priests repeat the mantra, golden as the morning sun. Threefold bounteous by thy presence, and a threefold merit gain. For thy wealth of gold is ample, freely thy dakshina reign. Made a threefold rich performance, purify the darkening stain. Blood of warriors and of kinsmen, slaughtered on the gory plain. 
made the Yagya's pure ablution, was the of the cruel scene, and the meed of sacrificers made a good edister win. Via spoke, and good edister took the diksha of the right, and commenced Ashamid, gladdening every living white. Round the altar's holy lasser moved the priests with sacred all, serve not from the rule of duty, failed not in the sacred law. Done the right of pure prabhargya, with the pious hymn and lay, to the task of Avishaba, priests and brahmans led the way. And the holy soma drinkers pressed the sacred soma plant, and performed the pure savanna, with the solemn summoned chant. Bounty waits on squalid hunger, gifts dispel the timid fear, gold revives the poor and lowly, Mercy wipes the mourner's tear. Tender care relieves the stricken by the gracious king's command. Charity with loving sweetness spreads her smile over all the land. Day by day does Samita, dot with sacred rites proceed. Day by day on royal bounty, poor and grateful myriads feed. And adept in six Vedangas, strict in vow and rich in lore, sage preceptors, holy teachers, grew in virtue evermore. Six good stakes of bilva timber, six of hard khadi rood, six of seasoned sarvavarnin, on the place of yegya stood. Two were made of devadaru, pine that on Himalaya grows. One was made of wood of slesha, which the sacrificer knows. Other stakes of golden lasser, quaint with curious carving done, draped in silk and gold procaded, like the arsa major shone. And the consecrated altar, built and raised of bricks of gold, shone in splendor like the altar, Daksha built in days of old. Eighteen cubits squared the structure, four deep layers of brick in height, with a spacious wing triangle, like an eagle in its flight. Beasts, whose flesh is pure and wholesome, dwellers of the lake or sky, priests assigned each varied offering to each heavenly power on high. Bulls of various breed and color, Steeds of metal true and tried, other creatures full three hundred to the many stakes were tied. Devarishis viewed the feasting, sweet Gandharps woke the song, Apsaras like gleams of sunlight on the greensward tripped along. Kinners and Kimpurushas mingled in the holy rite, Siddhas of austerest penance stood around the sacred side. Vyasa's great and gifted peoples, who the Vedas have compiled, Gazed upon the Samhita, on the wondrous Aikya smiled. From the bright atrial mansions, heavenly Rishi Narad came. Chitrasena woke the music, singer of celestial fame. Cheered by more than mortal music, Brahmans to their task incline, and it is their fame and virtue with a brighter luster shine. 4. Sacrifice of the Horse Birds and beasts, thus immolated, dressed and cooked, provide the food. Then before the sacred charger, priests in rank and order stood. And by rules of Veda guided, slew the horse of noble breed, placed Draupadi, queen of Yagya, by the slain and lifeless steed. Hymns and gifts and pure devotion sanctified the noble queen, woman's worth and stainless virtue, woman's pride and wisdom keen. Priests with holy contemplation cooked a horse with pious rite, and the steam of welcome fragrance sanctified the sacred sight. 
Good it is to rend his brothers, by the rules by which he spoke, Piously inhaled the fragrance, and the sin-destroying smoke. Severed limbs and sacred fragments of the courser, duly dressed, Pressed upon the blazing altar, as a pious offering placed. And the ancient bard of Vedas, Bias raised his voice in song, Blessed it is here, Kuru's monarch, and the many nation throng. 5. Gifts Unto Brahmans gave it his tear, countless nishkas of bright gold. Unto sages and saintly vyas, all his realm and wealth untold. But the bard and ancient rishi, who the holy Vedas spake, rendered back the monarch's present, artly gift he might not take. Thine is Kuru's ancient empire, rule the nations of the earth, gods have destined thee as monarch from the moment of thy birth. Gold and wealth and rich Dakshina, let the priests and Brahmans hoard, be it thine to rule their subjects as their father and their lord. Krishna too, in gentle accents, to the doubting monarch said, Vyas speaketh word of wisdom, and his mandate be obeyed. From the Rishi, good it is true, then received the Kuru land, with a threefold gift of riches, gladdens all the priestly band. Pious priests and grateful nations, to their distant regions went, and a share of presence Vyas to the ancient Prita sent. Fame and virtue, Kuru's monarch, but as so made her wings, and the right of pure ablution cleanses all it is to her scenes. And he stands amid his brothers, brightly beaming, pure and high, even as Indra stands encircled by the dwellers of the sky. And the concourse of the monarchs grace it is to his regal might, as the radiant stars and planets grace the stillness of the night. Gems and jewels in his bounty, golden garments rich and rare, gave it is dear to each monarch, slaves and damsels passing fair. Loving gifts to dear relations gave the king of righteous fame, and the grateful parting monarchs blessed it is dear's hallowed name. Last of all, with many teardrops, Krishna mounts his lofty car, faithful still in joy or sorrow, Faithful still in peace or war. Arjun's comrade, Vima's helper, Good it is to his friend of yore, Krishna leaves Astina's mansions For the sea-guard Dwarka's shore. End of Book Twelve